I love that I just like, I'm like, I want a garden that I can grow food in and yeah. some space for and me, my it. lady and the dogs. Yeah. And to be close enough to a city to have amazing meals. And yeah, like, I don't, I used to want everything. Uh-huh. And now I'm like, eh. I mean, simplifying. That's how I feel too. Like, really, what is essential for me? Right. I haven't read the book Essentialism, but the spoiler is <laughs> there. Everyone's like, oh, all, these are my priorities. Priority is a singular thing. Mm. There's no multiple priorities. Mm. Then they're just things. What's essential to you? Mm. You can have, like, your top priority can be your health and wellness. And everything else is essential to making sure your health and wellness is top. Do you, do you know your, your one thing? Do you know it? Yeah. What's getting me through this life? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You going to share it? Oh, I sure can. Okay. When I realized that my word of the year is pleasure, mm-hmm. I realized I was like so lacking that completely. Like I was having good times. I had great friends, had good moments, but I've never honed in on myself and what I actually like. So I'm basically now living my life to always feel pleasure in some way it's not just sexual but mentally emotionally spiritually so every move I make I reflect now on is this going to give me pleasure in the long run that doesn't mean every moment's fantastic sometimes (laughs) you gotta quit a job for that long-term pleasure Mm -hmm. sometimes you gotta rustle up some friendships and have some hard conversations but pretty much every move I make now is like is this going to give me pleasure Mm. not just in the now, but in the long run, because I'm not, I've always been a long-term kind of person. I don't like instant gratification that much. Like it's fun sometimes, but in generally I'm like here for the long haul. So I would rather build the steps now, build the foundation now to make sure that I'm set up for long-term pleasure till the day I die. That's my goal in life now since I was so – I deprived myself of that for so long. Mm-hmm. Even down to, like, partaking of the weed gummies, and I would ration them out. And I was like, why? Why can't I just enjoy myself? Why do I have to, like, wait? So now it's pleasure focus now. Do what I can during a day to find some moment, little moment of everyday pleasure or everyday luxury, everyday magic, whatever it may be for you, whomever, and also setting myself up for the future. So that's my one thing. Wow. That's really beautiful. Thank you. So, dear listener, uh, my life has changed pretty drastically in the past three years, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, really, in the last five years has been fucking wild. Mm -hmm. You know, loss of both parents, having to deal with all that that entails, um, some bad, a bad breakup, and I'm meeting an amazing, amazing woman. Um, my daughter, like a lot of stuff mm-hmm. has shifted. So I can sincerely say that my word up until probably two years ago was freedom. Mm-hmm. So everything that I would do, right, quitting jobs, walking out of jobs, taking on too many jobs to try to have financial freedom, um, you know, uh, making sure that. I never really did create um, roots anywhere that I would just sort of up and leave um, was really important to me. I think because my version of freedom was something that I hadn't quite discovered yet. Right. Mm -hmm. 
So over the past two years, that priority has shifted. Mm -hmm. And I think I am in this year, this like 41st to my 42nd year, Mm -hmm. um, discovering what that real priority is for me. So dear listener, if, if you feel like you don't have it, like, don't worry because Mm -hmm. it, it, it shifts with time. Yeah. Right. Like what my priority was Mm -hmm. five years ago Mm -hmm. is not what it is today because of the life life lessons that have come my way. So I am in a position of discovery Mm -hmm. and I am in a position of sort of unfolding Mm -hmm. And following the breadcrumbs right now. And Mm -hmm. I feel like my priority is becoming clearer. Mm -hmm. But it's still a little bit of a mystery right now, which is okay. That's a fantastic place to be. A lot of people don't get to that point. Yeah. Or they get scared of that point. They do. I have to make a decision. Right. You don't. You don't. (laughs) Just wait. Discovery and curiosity Mm -hmm. is a beautiful place to exist in. That's the full energy. It's just, uh, I'm going to go see what works. Yeah. And when it doesn't, it's like, all right, I'm going to see what else works. Yeah. And that is a really great place to be. And I wish that everyone could give themselves the opportunity to feel that. I think for a long time I didn't because it was so frightening Mm -hmm. to admit Mm -hmm. one that I don't know. And it's also frightening because I've always had To be that person for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And so to now finally have some support in my own security and believing that I will discover it, Mm -hmm. it's it's shifted Mm -hmm. for the first time. So it's really nice, actually, to be like, oh, I have no idea right now, today. you're so secure in that, too. I love that so much. Um, I have a quick activity for people to do. Actually, it doesn't have to be quick. You can take as much time as you want, but I want to share it. Clearly, I love a word of the year. Now, this is the word of my lifetime, so mm-hmm. I'll probably come up with other word of the years uh, to for the future. But this is my exercise. Tell your device what your word of the year is and find out is that how you want to feel. So if your word of the year is action, what does action make you feel? Maybe you'll feel accomplished. Okay, cool. Why does accomplishment feel good? I feel productive. Okay, what is productivity to you? And you just keep asking why and why and why and why and why until you get to that ultimate feeling. For me, I've had action as word of the year. Motivation, productive. One girl I follow, I heard word of the year was systems. Like, okay, I love a system, but damn, that's your word of the year. What's the ultimate feeling you want? And it usually ends up being like freedom. Mm -hmm or pleasure, Mm -hmm. or happiness. So for me, I realized every word of the year was leading me nowhere. It was not exciting for me. It wasn't sexy enough. So what I want y'all to do is find your sexy word of the year, (laughs) which you can make at any time, Mm -hmm. and you can change it at any time if it doesn't resonate with you anymore. But at the end of it all, I found out I just wanted to be happy. And I said, happy is such a bitch word. That does nothing for me. I want to feel pleasure. Mm-hmm. And that's a word that I can think of and be like, ooh, that's exciting. That's the thing that reminds me every day. Are you, is this pleasurable or not? Do you really want to eat Dunkin' Donuts right now? Are you sure? Well, I think that word too, right, is that level of like pleasure gets 
interesting because mm-hmm. it moves from what it should mm-hmm. be or what people will tell you pleasure is mm-hmm. or what society or who, whatever versus mm-hmm. like, oh, what do I find pleasure in this mm-hmm. day, this moment, this yeah. hour, this year? And that, and that pleasure can change as well. Right? Yeah, like, exactly. And again, I want to bring up pleasure. It's not just about sex. That's important. <laughs> But it made me realize, like, even we all know my gut health situation. Hot Every, girls have IBS. Too many people know about my gut health situation. <laughs> but the whole world is fine. <laughs> we know, girl. But, yeah, it's like I decided, why am I eating food that just doesn't make me feel good? Mm-hmm. I'm not getting pleasure here. I'm getting the exact opposite pleasure. Mm-hmm. So I started cooking for myself more and making more vegan food and that made me feel great actually and it's like okay this is pleasurable to me mm-hmm. and again food is a spell so mm-hmm. I feel exciting making it I'm excited eating it if I want more sleep I'm going to take my bed my ass to bed early because that's pleasurable for me because I don't want to wake up mad and tired pleasure can be seeped into everything that you do freedom can be seeped into everything that you do it just is a compass for you mm-hmm. That's what this is. So my activity is figure out what that ultimate feeling is for you. That's going to be your driving force. That's your word. And maybe when you reach the point of like, I would like another one, go ahead and do it. We need to have those unsexy words. Yes. To support the sexy word. Yes. We can't just be flown around like love and light and pleasure. I fucking can't. It's like thoughts and prayers. Die. Right. So like we need to have some a support system. But there's here. also this level of why can't consistency be sexy? Because it mm-hmm. can't mm-hmm. rate that like me taking time for myself from nine until ten every single fucking morning to go pick up heavy things and put them down mm-hmm. makes my body feel good. Makes my brain feel good. Helps you know, helps my medication, helps my mental place, helps, helps my therapy is part of my therapy. Mm -hmm. Right. Like that, like having consistency in that, having a consistent date with B every week. It's not always on the same day, Mm -hmm. but like we make absolutely sure we have one night Mm -hmm. by ourselves, no dogs. Mm -hmm. We go out or we stay in, we figure out something to do together Mm -hmm. Yeah. That no one else gets to be a part of because mm-hmm. it's our time as mm-hmm. a couple. Right. Right. Like, that's sexy. That Trust. is sexy. So for me and pleasure, pleasure is the ultimate feeling here. And I have three supporting words mm. to make sure I get to pleasure. Those words are agency. I also think agency is a hella sexy word. Yes, so it is. Agency time and intention those are the things that get me through the day to day that make sure ultimately we get into pleasure so agency i am an active part in making sure i get pleasure so are my decisions leading me towards pleasure or away from it aka Brittany, you know you got food in the house and you can make a bomb meal do not tell your boyfriend to bring home pizza even though that's gonna feel great at the moment but the way my gut health is set up, it won't be later. So agency, am I making the choices? Is me taking on this job going to bring me pleasure or no? I can always check in with myself in whatever situation I end up with. Will this lead me to pleasure? Even if it's in the long run, 10 years from now, will it lead me there? 
time, am I actually giving myself time and space to feel pleasure? Am I scheduling in time for me? Or am I busting my ass throughout the day because that's just shit what needs to be done? I heard a great quote yesterday that is, only do so much in your day that you can actively recover and be fine for tomorrow. Hmm. So if you are full on busting your ass all day, every day, that's not pleasure for me. So I need to make sure I'm pacing myself and giving myself the time to recover because recovery is so integral for my health and wellness. That's leading me to pleasure and intention. Am I being intentional with my actions and my time? It all ties together. Have I forgotten pleasure? I can absolutely say in the past like two and a half weeks, pleasure has kind of slipped. What happened in those Two and a half weeks. I ate cheese, tasted great at the time. Mm-hmm. And then later on, it's like, that was a choice and it was a bad one. I've been thinking more about other people and their stuff way more than mine. And I see that's when my anxiety goes up a bit more. So am I being intentional and keeping it in the forefront of my mind? So those are my three. They're still sexy, but they're not as sexy as pleasure. That's the thing. Pleasure is that tangible. You feel something in your heart when you feel, when you think of pleasure. And those are my supporting words that will make sure I will always get there. So when I look at you, I I see freedom. That's just who you've been since you've been in my life. And consistency is like one of those three words that like really get you going. And then you can now find two more words. Mm-hmm. And when all that comes together, it's all pushing you closer and closer to what your ideal freedom is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, for forever, right? Like freedom was also side by side and twisted into not being um, with anyone. Mm-hmm. Right. It was very much this like uncoupled. Mm-hmm me on my own and since being in a relationship that I love deeply mm-hmm. freedom has also come through that relationship mm-hmm. like I am 100% free to be exactly who I am mm-hmm. in this partnership weird shit and all mm-hmm. and she's like yep here for it you know and so is she and so it is consistency but it's also um like bonding yeah like bonded, like community. It's safety. Yeah. Yeah. It's safety. It's home. That notion yeah. of, of home and safety. Yeah. And, you know, many, many moons ago, my root chakra was like really fucked up, like real bad. And with my track record and with my history, it makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. So, you know, spending a long time working on that level of I am my home, mm-hmm. um, wherever I go, there I am, mm-hmm. sort of sort of feeling and really feeding that and making sure that I feel super grounded often has helped me mm-hmm. a lot with um, health. But a lot of that was also mental health. Mm-hmm. I would not take meds mm-hmm. for many, 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 mm. many, many, many years. Mm-hmm. I also got on SSRIs, which I cannot take. I have to mm-hmm. take the other one. I can't remember the proper name, SNRIs or SSRNI, whatever. So it's Wellbutrin and Pristique. And so it's 
that level of it took me getting a test from a proper doctor Mm -hmm. to to test um it's called like i think genocide it's fucking amazing i don't know why this isn't required Mm. as part of like a checkup it's Mm -hmm. it's wild like it tells me like i shouldn't take tylenol it doesn't work Mm. as well for me naproxen is what works for me so like Mm. aleve so it's just anyway it gets into all of the nitty-gritty but through that i found um meds that happened because of just my brain couldn't Mm -hmm. there was too much trauma yeah (laughs) and i couldn't take anymore and a certain situation came up that brought a lot of that trauma back up and it was like, and I knew it. I was like, uh-oh. Like, I knew I was in a hole. And it felt like I had fallen in a well. And I, I just could not get out. Like, I could not claw my way out anymore as I had sort of had the tendency to do. Mm-hmm. Right? Just power through. Yeah. And I just couldn't. There was nothing left. Yeah. And I found a really dope therapist. And mm-hmm. I found a, a, a great doctor mm-hmm. who um, was also a psychiatrist. So I have two separate um, who could prescribe to me, did that that test, um, and I was prescribed these two meds, and it has been mm-hmm. life-altering. Yeah. And it's interesting, right, because so many people will have opinions about magic and medication. Mm-hmm. And for a long time, I had opinions about magic and, and medication of the idea that, well, the meds will numb me out. I mm-hmm. won't feel anything. Mm-hmm. I don't feel creative. I don't feel like me mm-hmm. on them. And for me, that was the experience when I was on the wrong kind of medication. Mm, mm-hmm. I did numb out, right? Like I couldn't, like my brain felt wild. Like yeah. I couldn't really think and I couldn't really work. And my emotional bouts became actually worse, right? Mm. And I just felt like I was bananas wow. all of the time. Mm-hmm. Like it was awful, worse than without it. Yeah, right? wow. So I got off of it and didn't try again for about five years mm. and then tried again. And well, I mean, I'd also tried many, many moons before that when I was uh, a super younger woman, maybe 19, mm-hmm. uh, 20. And it was ugh, it was another experience of just mm-hmm. pretty awful. Finally, this last round that worked for my body. I didn't know people felt like this, mm-hmm. like for real. Like, yeah. I still feel everything. I still feel everything super deeply. I yeah. still have moments of crisis. I still oh, have yeah. huge moments of like, well, that's coming up. Yeah. The only difference is it's like, well, that's coming up. And I have a breath instead mm-hmm. of full reaction. Yeah. Like, that's the only difference. But that breath, bitch, that breath makes all the difference that's in the huge. world. That's the growth. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. good, a good fucking therapist. Yes. Who calls me on my bullshit. Yes. Because she does. Boy, howdy. Yes. Does she? Like, wow. I wish that I had anyone say, you know what? (laughs) Maybe Brittany should be in therapy when I was young. Yeah. I watched my mother. I actually sat in the waiting room as a kid when my mother went to therapy. Mm. But no one ever said, hey, Brittany, would you like your own therapist? Mm -hmm. Because even way back then, I would have been like, yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Little six-year-old me would be like, you know what? That sounds like a great idea. Even way back then, I think maybe along the way, I kind of internalized that you can go to therapy, but it doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Like watching it, my mother go through it and like everything get worse somehow. Mm-hmm. As I got older, I still was the biggest proponent for therapy, but I just never did it. Not that I 
personally didn't want it. I did. It just always seemed so unattainable, mm-hmm. especially in my 20s where I'm like on and off having insurance. Oh, yeah. Oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then it's a huge issue. Right. And then when I do have insurance, it's like the most piss poor insurance. Like yep. you can't even do anything with it. So yep. like, what's the point? And also a lot of therapists don't take it. Mm-hmm. Right. It's cash out of pocket. Right. And I'm poor 20 year old going into a poor 30 year old and all of that. Right. And like me being me, I can intellectualize anything and come up with an answer for anything. And I did as much as I could to be my own therapist. Mm-hmm. And it got me somewhere. But it did definitely got to the point of like, oh, girl, you can't do this on right. your own. In my mid, mid middle of my 38th year, finally getting a therapist and a psychiatrist all in the same week and it was fantastic so (laughs) shout out to Sam Sam came first my psychiatrist talking to her tomorrow and being on meds is so magical that I'm just like why do people feel so against it like I never understood that even again like someone who never had done it Mm -hmm. I was like it seems great I don't know why y'all hate it so much I mean for me it was first of all a very learned behavior to hate right like it was like backing up right Mm -hmm. when I wanted it there was a huge amount of shame in my family of asking for help Mm -hmm. or admitting that you needed help or that Mm -hmm. you couldn't do it or that your brain couldn't do it or any of those things right I mean I am 41 I struggle asking Bailey for help who is mm-hmm. my live-in partner? Yeah. Like, it's wild. It's something that I still working with in my experience with my family. Asking for help was not yeah. really an option. And it was so deeply shamed mm-hmm. that, like, yeah. abs- absolutely not. You yeah. Know? And so okay. then when I got old enough, as you said, to, like, work the therapy to Mm -hmm. understand what I needed Mm -hmm. to also witness myself and be like, I really don't want to keep feeling like this because this fucking sucks. Yeah. You know, and reaching out for help. Mm -hmm. And then it all changed for me. But you said something like five seconds ago about, you know, wanting to have a therapist, but sort of not having the access. Yeah. Right. I swear to God, for me, half of what therapy gave me was the unshaming of asking mm-hmm. for help. And yeah. now it's like, oh, people help each other. Yeah. That's normal. Yeah. That's okay. It is. Yeah. When you grow up knowing it's not safe to ask for help, even when they say it's safe. But their behavior lets you know it's not safe. It, yeah, exactly. Because right. when you finally do, like, why are you crying? Mm-hmm. I'll give you something to cry about. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's an old fave, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Or I'm going to be there. And then you're just like looking out the window waiting as a kid and, and they never show up, you know. Or if you're lucky, they'll listen with big quotes around that and then they'll just talk about their own issues. Oh, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> my life story till this day. Right. <laughs> it was me saying I'm in control of my life. Right. I'm the only one in control of my life. Right. Here, so I have to right. be the one. To get this shit going. Mm -hmm. No one's going to do it for me. Even when people, here's the link of somebody, here's something. Like, I still have to be the one to click on that link and call that phone number and set up that appointment. Like, Mm -hmm. I was the one to say, this is it. I cannot live this life anymore. Right. In all honesty, I wasn't at the lowest point of my life. Yeah. I was just at a a point of, like, I'm tired. Mm -hmm. The lowest point of my life was a decade ago. Mm-hmm. No, exactly. Right. But it took me 
to say like, you know what, I'm actually doing pretty decent right now, but I could be so much better. I don't know if this was true for you. For me as a woman also Mm -hmm. having to ask for help Mm. and hearing about, you know, how women are crazy, mm-hmm. which I fucking hate it when yep. they do that. But like, yep. or if you have a reaction, then you're crazy. All of that stuff. It was so humiliating for me at mm-hmm. first to be like, oh, what if they're all right? Like, yeah. what if everyone's right about me? Mm-hmm. And then it was like, who fucking <laughs> fucking who cares? cares? Yeah, I had a conversation with my partner like after, let's say like a month and a half into my mental health journey and I was going through it and then I was like hey babe it's your turn now and like understandably he was like yeah that seems frightening Mm -hmm. like everything that I was going through and I'm like I get it It is frightening and it's messy and I am crying for no reason right now (laughs) but it's still the best decision that I've made Mm -hmm. but I can definitely understand respect the fear of acknowledging all the mess in the brain oh yeah that's the scariest part, really. Yeah, it's like, I, okay. I and even getting validated in like, you know what? That was shitty what you went through. Yeah, It's the most validating and scariest thing at the same time of like acknowledging like, yeah, that did happen to me. And also acknowledging the yes and moment of this, this happened and it shaped. Mm-hmm. But now some of my behaviors are reshaping the same. I'm making similar choices to, oh, to yeah. reshape. You know what I'm saying? Oh, to like yeah. sort of repeat the pattern. Oh, yeah. And so going through and acknowledging and taking a moment to forgive, which I'm there partly. Sometimes it's a little harder in certain mm-hmm. situations. But then also realize through the shaping, I am now sometimes participating in recreating yeah. shit choices, right? Yeah. To like recreating some of the same problems. And so that's also where that mm-hmm. behavior work has to come in. And mm-hmm. the meds allow me at least to get out of the chaos in my brain to mm-hmm. be able to see it. I can still yes. make shit choices. Right? Oh, yeah. Like, I hope people don't think that you get on meds and therefore you're. Oh, no. Um, oh, God, no. You're nice now. Like, no, no we're still terrible. No. But still we have dick. clarity. Mm-hmm. And we can see that mirror in front of us now instead of it being just chaos. It was just chaos. chaos. Yeah. You know, my brain was just I accidentally went on a I didn't accidentally go on a trip. I went on a trip and I accidentally forgot my meds. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I had to go. It was wild. Anyway, withdrawal is real. And Mm -hmm. seeing where my brain ended up was like, no, thanks. I'm mm mm. Yeah, at time of recording, I remember Brittany's going through a tiny withdrawal right now because insurance. I, <laughs> yeah, you know, insurance mm-hmm. takes a sweet time, and I just haven't gone to the pharmacy to pick up my Wellbutrin, and it's been all of two days mm-hmm. without taking it, and I'm just like, oh, hi, chaos. It's Hello, been a headache. second. <laughs> headache Shit. is here, yeah. and I'm just like, oh, okay. I will be sleeping through Dear Evan Hansen tonight, but that's fine. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. They can lull me to sleep. It's fine. I think this episode was really important for the two of us because there is a lot of opinions about medication with magic Mm -hmm. and that it would somehow distort or silence your intuition. And for me, it actually helped me learn to embrace my intuition and hear things more clearly Mm -hmm. instead of doing pure emotive 
chaotic decisions. Yes. I mean, that's the biggest takeaway for for me was that it calmed the chaos enough for me to see through the bullshit Mm -hmm. and then decide differently. When I did my first tarot reading for a client after being on meds, like the lead up was, oh boy, we'll see. Yeah. So that first reading, my brain was so clear. (laughs) I wish I like recorded it because the stuff that was coming out of my mouth and that person was like, fuck. Maybe my life has changed. I was like, you know what? Yes, it is. Because I was, I, it was coming through. I was channeling that shit through. And I never felt so connected and confident in the words I was saying because I wasn't second guessing every thought. Mm-hmm. If you're a person out there that does work like that or any type of divination where you may be working with other guides or spirits or people who aren't necessarily in the room with you. At least for me, I'll speak for me. It's like, am I making up these thoughts? Is this coming from somewhere else? Am I just like, what? What am? What is going through my brain right now? And is what I'm saying to the client like actually like what is it? It's just right. pure is confusion. it me? Is it spirit? Is it like what's happening? Yeah. I'm like, do I have voices? Are the voices <laughs> I'm trying to talk to you right now? Like, what's going on here? And for the first time, I was like, no, this everything that's coming out of my mouth is is exactly what I'm supposed to be saying to this client. And the readings have been fantastic since. Yeah, because I would still leave a reading like that was a fantastic reading. But then uh, I would be like, am I just imposing random thoughts I have on them? Mm -hmm. But like, that's also intuition. Mm -hmm. Like we kind of forget about that part, too. Like uh, just entrusting in ourselves and what is coming out of our mouth is what is meant to be said. Right. For our clients. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think the confidence is a huge thing. For me, it goes back to chaos. My life is no longer chaos. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, I have got a million fucking jobs and I am doing a million th- things. She does. I mean, truly. like Tr- Truly, she does. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, yeah, you know, stress is real. Mm-hmm. And it's still not chaos. Yeah. It's a lot of spin and plates, but there are spin and plates of my choice. Mm-hmm. I'm choosing each of these plates. Yeah. And we can still get very overwhelmed. Absolutely. And That's look just at it. human. It is. But like I've said to people before, when they're like, how you doing? I'm like, my container is fine. Like, I'm fine. Everything around me is shit. Mm-hmm. I can very much acknowledge, oh, I have taken on far too many projects yes. right now. And this week is pure hell. <laughs> and my brain sees the chaos, acknowledges the chaos, maybe feel chaotic, but it is not chaos. Right. There's a difference there. Right. And, and there is. There's a, like overwhelm is real. Mm-hmm. I am one of those creatures who has always had a bunch of different things happening at once. Mm-hmm. Right. But the main difference that I am seeing is that the overwhelm can be of like, man, I stacked this week too high or. Yes. Wow. Like I, you know. Store in Providence, opening a store in Boston, having a full-time job, drawing jewelry, also like blah, 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 you Mm -hmm. know. And it still all be positive things, right? Like they're all going in the direction that I want them to. Mm -hmm. It's just me also realizing that like I'm not the most organized Mm -hmm. and I need to slow down and take my time with shit. Yeah. And. And make good decisions. Yeah, not. Making it a personal attack against yourself. No. And I'm also not choosing dumb shit where it Mm -hmm. takes my brain away or Mm -hmm. dumb shit for me. It's not for everybody. But I mean, like, I'm not making decisions that that hurt me anymore. 
Yeah. Or put me in a compromising position mm-hmm. or you know, any of those things. Mm-hmm. So it's it's different. It's still overwhelming. I'm still running around a lot. To do list is still running. Holy hell. It's big. nonstop in the yep, break. It is yeah. big. And it's eating an elephant, right? I'm just mm-hmm. not trying to eat it all today. When right. before I would, I would just be like, oh my God, yes. I have to get all done. Oh my God, like, like you know, anxiety exactly. would just take me for a spin. If I looked at my to do list and calendar of today, of this week, <laughs> seven months ago, oh dear. Also, dear listener, Brittany color codes everything. So yeah. when I look at her calendar, it yeah. gives me agita because yeah, it's, no. it's like eight million colors. It's, yeah, it's, it's wild. I just it's put amazing. It on my calendar. It's true. It's it's crazy, but it's yeah, it's great. Coordinated. But yeah, it is. It is a lot. I should probably put my calendar away. I'm seriously looking at it right now. Yeah, like, don't. Let's not do that right now. <laughs> um, I am grateful for the meds and have that Friday morning talk with my therapist, mm-hmm. Liz, mm-hmm. because that's the stuff that's like getting me through. Yeah. You know, something that was also helpful for me with with meds is I, to this day, I ritualize taking my medication. Mm. Right. It's when I wake up. Mm-hmm. And I'm making my coffee. And we talked about how much I love to, like, drink my coffee mm-hmm. alone when Bailey is sleeping and the dogs are sleeping with her. Mm-hmm. And I drink my hot cup of coffee. My meds are right there to it so that when yeah. I'm making the coffee, I take my meds. I have my little journal and I do my yeah fast fast and dirty journaling and I drink my coffee. And it's it's my morning. Yeah. right. It's my early morning and it's just mine and the house is quiet Usually the neighborhood is slightly quiet and it mm-hmm. <laughs> depends on the that day. Yep. And just it's my time. And ritualizing that also, I think, helped me like just make it another practice, right? A practice mm-hmm. that I do instead of like, oh, I got to take, oh, I got to, you know. Right. Taking my meds and vitamins was definitely a part of my morning ritual. And then I noticed as I lost my morning ritual, there go the meds. I'm like, why is it 11 a.m.? I'm taking my meds. Right. How did we get here? Right. And then it becomes a struggle. Yeah. Ugh, I have to remember. Ugh, I got it. You know. Exactly. Yeah. And then when you don't get the meds because your insurance is horrendous. Yep. So it's just a nice reminder of like, OK, we can get back to it, though. Mm-hmm. It's and not gone forever. That's the thing, too. Mm-hmm. Right. Allowing when the brain does get a little messy or when the timetables don't always work out. Be like, what makes me feel really good? And for me, it's. Up, coffee, meds, journal, gym. Mm-hmm. Now, I have not been in the gym in two weeks because my brain is a little mushy with the amount of stuff I have to do. My body has been hurting and I was sick as hell because allergies are no sh- fucking joke mm-hmm. in New England. I've never seen anything like this in my life, like sick as a dog. And I've noticed that my anxiety is like, boop, 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 mm-hmm. like I'm creeping up. Yep. My depression is sort of, hello, how are you? You know, yep, like, like, oh, like, like welcome, you, come, you know, come on in. Yeah. Um, and it's because a lot of my rituals have, have yeah. gotten out of, out of place. And I'm like, OK. Yeah. All right. Today is a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Better believe Wednesday morning. Mm-hmm. 7 a.m. Right. Going to that gym. You know. Right. I need my practices. Or I yeah. end up getting so out of whack. It's wild. Yeah. And I'm glad I brought you brought that up because I want people to remember that just because you fall out of it doesn't mean that you have to start from scratch. No. 
which I know it's a lot. Is that happens a lot of my tarot readings? I don't yeah. know about for you. Just people like I lost, I fell off. Therefore, it was never going to work. I got to figure out something new. It's like no, you just no, you fell don't. off. No, you don't. You're doing just fine. Yeah. And also, it's five years ago. Would I have ever thought that coffee as a ritual? No. Mm-hmm. Right. Because like it's just coffee. Who cares? It's not just coffee. Mm-hmm. It's how am I going to start my morning? Mm-hmm. How am I going to take care of myself? Yeah. This morning. Mm-hmm. How am I going to like basically rope magic in my day all mm-hmm. day long? And it's it is the fact that people used to be highly ritualized and now we're typically not because mm-hmm. we're busy as hell. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if it's five minutes, 10 minutes, one minute, like just, you know, breathe, mm-hmm. see yourself, ground down, get mm-hmm. ready. And, and that you know, but do I fall out of that? Sure. Mm-hmm. Do I get back on it? Yeah, because yeah. I feel so differently mm-hmm. when I do it consistently. That's why I want us to be so intentional in our practices and the words that we use. Yes. And that's like before talking about like the word of the year or whatever that driving word is for you, just so we have a guide. Yeah. And yours was pleasure and mine was consistency. Mm-hmm. And here we are. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We're April. Yeah, it's April. Oh, yeah. Right. Month four. Month four, living it. And I could say, like, March definitely fell off a bit because I lost sight of yes. routine mm-hmm. and those those are rituals mm-hmm. for me. And same. All it is is just a reminder, like, OK, fell off a little bit and we're just going to get right back to it. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, B and I were having this conversation at the dog park this morning of like, I feel off, right? Mm-hmm. I feel off. And then it was sort of doing those like mental, the mental math of like what's di- what's different, like what's like what's not adding, right? Carry the one, like what happened, like mm-hmm. something's not adding up, and it's like, oh, I have completely not done the practices for two weeks, yeah, that mean a lot to me, yeah. And two weeks is is a is a minute, that's, yeah, you know, that's oh, yeah, a minute, it is. And so it's like, okay, I see, okay, I see you, yeah. Life no problem. Happens. No shame. No, no shaming. Shaming. No shame. No like. Oh my god, you're such a fuck up. Like all of the stuff I used to think all the right. time. Yeah. It's like all right, baby girl. Like it is time. Mm-hmm. There is always tomorrow morning. Yeah. You're gonna get up. You're gonna do the damn thing, yeah. and we're gonna continue on. Yeah. And if you wake up tomorrow morning and for some reason it doesn't happen, God willing, you got another morning after that. Yeah. It's Thursday. Like it's fine. It's fine. It's but it but it is that choice to not shame because shame yeah. is just going to shut you down anyway yeah and they're not going to do anything and like can we just say like shaming is an abuse tactic so like it let's is. just not it is it gets us a, nowhere it's a self-abuse tactic as yeah. well mm-hmm. it is such a powerful kind of shit emotion you know mm-hmm. it's like so powerful and it's a little useless yeah and when M says a little useless, it's a lot useless. Yeah, you know, it, it gets you literally nowhere. Nowhere, nowhere. It, it, it's going to get you nowhere except um, maybe hating yourself a yeah. little bit more, and no one needs that, right? And shutting down completely. Yeah, and if we're in this for growth, why are we shaming ourselves? Exactly. Yeah, dear listener, if you listened to the last episode about the love magic we did a self-love mirror spell and mirror work so you will be halfway through that if you didn't want to do the full cycle then you can be complete so for this full moon in libra the ritual is to 
gather all of the emotions and thoughts and things that came up through that mirror work. Do a banishment around it, right? The things that you want to get rid of, which you all were taught, I think, two or three episodes ago of how to do. Tie up that loose end in that full moon. Bury it. Get rid of it. It's unnecessary. The emotions that are not serving you to leave. The people that are not serving you get out of the scenarios. And then the last part of the ritual, call a therapist if you need one. Amen. You know, like, let's get honest about what is working for you and not working for you and that all are covered here and it is all right. Love yourself enough to ask for help when you need it because we Mm. all need it. Yes. So that is the end of the self-love ritual. Love you guys. And also, again, y'all need some help? Reach out in the email. We are here. We're here. We are here. We're here. And if you're local to Rhode Island, maybe we can direct you to some places to hit up. Absolutely. I love my therapist. Yeah, I love my people too. So feel free if you are local to us, uh, hit us up. And let us know what you need. For this tarot poll. I pulled out some interesting cards. I also like it that this particular episode is coming out in the full moon Mm -hmm. in Libra because, you know, Libras love that binary, Mm -hmm. this or that, black or white. Mm -hmm. And that's it. And life is all gray. Yeah. So when it comes to mental health, like some people, yeah, we don't feel like, well, it's not that bad. So I'm just going to ride it out. Mm -hmm. It'll be fine. Well, we are. Nuanced beings, my love. So we have to take that deeper look at ourselves, especially regarding our health. And that is mental health, not just your physical. If you learned anything from this episode, mental health is key, is key, real important. So I pulled two cards. We have King of Pentacles reversed. Whoa. And the Eight of Wands reversed. Really? Oh, yeah. I know we haven't had reversals yet. We haven't. Well, oh, yeah. And this has happened. It's finally happened. So... (laughs) What I'm gathering from this is like we're having a little bit of a hard time owning our personal power. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. That happens to the best of us. That happens uh, to everybody. Yeah. Uh, more often than we would like, but it's acknowledging that and remembering that we are an active participant in our own lives here. So understandably, there may be some anxiety surrounding moving forward and finding the help that you may need. Totally mm-hmm. fair. But there has to be a point where you're like, you know what? Enough is enough. I'm taking this into my own hands. If you want to live even a slightly happier life, you got to take life into your own hands, my love. So if these cards weren't reversed, <laughs> King of Pentacles, very successful, savvy person, also very dependable, giving love and support. Eight of Wands, up- upright, says it's a great time, you know, to take those steps that you need to accomplish the life that you want. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's time to channel those upright feelings. Mm. During this full moon, remember you are a nuanced, multi-dimensional person who's worthy of care and just say, you know what, I I, I would like to live a lighter, mm-hmm. happier, more fulfilled life because, mm-hmm. you again, you are worthy of it. So take this as your cue to, uh, you know, go ahead and get it. And it's, it is. It's like time for you to be like the big papa of yeah. like your own life, mm-hmm. especially if you don't have a great relationship with that mm. energy. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. This is a great time. Maybe parent yourself yes. just a little bit. Yes. We really could have gone heavy into the parents in this one. And we didn't to save um, us and you. 
insanity. So it's a, yes, you're welcome. Yes, thank you for listening. This was um a, an important episode. It was, and and it is, and your mental health is incredibly important. It is helpful for yourself, but also for all of those around you who mm-hmm. want to see you happy and healthy and supported. Mm-hmm. Take care of yourselves. It's we the only you. way that you can take care of each other as Amen. well. Amen. Yes, that's it. So we love you. Love yourself. And uh, we'll see you in the next episode. Bye, baby. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Middle Vibes podcast hosted by B. Taylor and M. Semra. This podcast was recorded in the podcasting studio at What Cheer Writers Club, a nonprofit supporting Rhode Island's content creators. 